Hey, how's it going? Hey, Carla. How's it? It's going good. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Uh, hello to our audience. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Today, Carla and I will be doing an episode called No Trust, No Love. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And because I think that like trust is a foundation of any relationship, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, like, any connection, you have to have some kind of trust. And that because that's like the very basic foundation of intimacy. So I love this topic. Exactly. Oh, me too. I'm excited for it. So before we dive into our episode, so how was your Valentine's Day? Just to let our listeners know. <laughs> It was really good. It wasn't nearly as exciting as I hoped it would be. Um, I worked and I went home and it was kind of quiet, but um, I did have um, a date the following weekend with my boyfriend um, and my husband bought me flowers for Valentine's Day. So that was kind of nice. And um, oh, nice. yeah, so we have had a good time. Oh, not yeah. bad. Um, for me, for Valentine's Day weekend, obviously I'm single. So I went to a couple singles event in a given night, and I had fun. And while I I left with, well, I didn't really leave with um, I made a guy friend, so that was fine. But for the singles events I went to, I struck out swinging. But hey, it's all good. Well, that's a little bit of a bummer, but it sounds. I mean, even if you go and you meet a friend, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just fun actually to get out there, and I'm really just getting more into life now that things are opening up more. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think that's like, that's such a cool thing because a lot of people go into these singles events and they kind of go in and like their one focus is to meet a mate. And that, and I think it's kind of like a douchey thing to do because then you're just dismissing everyone else that you could have this like really cool connection with. Um, but I think that's super awesome. Yep. In my previous episode, I had two women who were close to my age, Victoria and Jessica. Hopefully, if they're listening, I can have them back on another show because they're pretty terrific as special guests. But so I got their opinion on these singles events. And holy crap, they could just be so awkward because obviously when you're a girl, you don't want to go out alone. And... When they get into these groups, it's like, well, it's hit or miss whether or not if the girl's taken or not, because they're there to support the friend. Oh. And it's just like, it's like forced. And not that it's like a bad thing and all like, okay, people, we all want to find our mates somehow. And it either works out or it doesn't. Um, it was fine see, con making conversations with all these women around. And just for the most part, it just wasn't there. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to try one again in the future. But hey, it, it was fine. Were there any ladies that kind of captured your interest that you were, that you could definitely see like spending more time with? Or was it just not, you just didn't feel that connection with anybody? Just didn't feel that connection with anybody. And, oh. eh, you know, maybe I'll try again someday but who knows but however i recently went to another silent disco and i had another great time each time i go very cool tell me about it oh i would definitely love to so 
recently I've made these friends that I went to one with and not went to with, but I met there and they liked my vibe. I like their vibe. So I danced with this couple throughout a good chunk of the night, the last previous one I went to, but then the most recent one. So remember that hippie couple that I told yeah, you? Yeah, for um, sure. But they were very free flowing and let's just say very open about PDA in public, which actually I know that is a dating trend this year. So I knew that that's a cool thing. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I didn't know I, that. And I, my opening line to him was like, wow, you guys kiss so well over there in that corner. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> they thought that was the coolest thing. So I formed a friendship with them. But of course, me being an idiot, I forgot their number. But this time, I saw them at the event, and I ran up to both of them. And they ran up to me, and we just, like, hugged each other. I was like, oh, it feels good to be loved. Oh, my God, that's awesome. They sound like super rad people. Oh, yes. And so I talked to a girlfriend in the relationship, and the boyfriend's cool as well. And... They're like, yeah, we ask friends all the time to go to these, but no one wants to go. And we love going to these things. And I was like, man, me too. I'm the same way. So we finally got their, we got their number finally. Yay. And yes, eventually we'll hang out. But it's good to have friends when at events you love going to. Yeah. No, that makes it super fun. And uh, it definitely makes it more interesting when you know somebody there. Oh, oh definitely. And just, so this is where I know I had a good time where, so I had a long day refereeing hockey and I was just like, okay, I'm going to get high tonight and I'm going to vibe by myself and I'm going to have a good time. And that's literally how it was the whole night. Uh, For these events, obviously it's hard to talk to women because, you know, you're dancing. (laughs) It's pretty much a rave. Yeah. And... So it's like, hit her. Obviously, back to the past few episodes, I say, like, hey, they have to have that connection going or else it's just dead in the water. And throughout the night, I was obviously on this techno channel. So my headphones were blue throughout the whole night. And everyone else's mostly were red or green, which obviously, which red is the RBB channel, green is the throwback channel. For me, I wanted to do the EDM channel. So I vibed that the whole night. And because of my confidence level, I danced with at least five different circles of women with at least five of them in each. Oh, nice. And Oh, yeah. That's cool. Oh, it's so good when I... All right, just to be real, I used to be an actual ladies' man back in high school. Okay. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I have this really. I don't know sense. why that's. I don't know why you said that. Like it would come across as a surprise. Like no. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's. I like how you put that. <laughs> and yeah, it was so cool. I got to dance with all these awesome, beautiful women throughout the whole night, and that was just fucking cool. I was like, all right, if they want to talk to me, cool. If not, I'm just gonna vibe and do my thing. And the best part of when I go to events solo, no one judges me. I don't care what people think about how I dance. I dance the way I want to, and it's freaking awesome. 
but I think there's something very attractive about someone who has the confidence just to be themselves. They don't feel like they need to be something they're not, or they don't need to try to fit in because it seems so forced, but there is definitely this like sexy confidence of someone who is just being themselves. Right. Exactly. And there was this group of these people around my age, both male and, and men and women, I mean, guys and girls. And I, I know I messed up on getting this guy's number. I just, so I could like have another guy to hang out with. I do have mm-hmm. a good group of friends, but I have no problem finding more guys to hang out with. And so, you know, that saying there's plenty of fish in the sea. Mm-hmm. That is a thousand percent true whenever I go to these raves because, oh my God, just me being happy. I just love seeing women because women are fucking awesome. And each time it's just like, all right, it doesn't go well with one girl. I'll just see another girl within like a foot of the other girl and be like, all right, it's cool. I'm vibing. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. So that is that for what I've been up to lately. So, okay, let's get into the episode. Let's do it. Okay. So you had this idea of trust. So what inspired this topic for you? What, um, what made you think about this? Okay, so there's a few relationships I've seen where the trust is just like, non-existent and just like okay i'm i know i have my problems but nothing like that so there's this one girl i follow on twitter and i feel i mean her talk every now and then but there's one thing that kind of like caught me off guard it's just like one time we talked on snapchat and she told me that how shit bad of her boyfriend is with trust and Okay, I like hearing myself talk, but so he would go throughout her Snapchat to see what she's been talking about with her friends because he somehow doesn't trust women for how bad, so how much trust issues he's had. So each time I'd be like, That's so toxic. "Uh, Yeah, exactly. I'm like, "Um, I know if I ever went to any of my girlfriend's Snapchats, like they would have like that would have been like end of relationship instantly yeah and like right away and she kind of like justified be like oh it's just because his past girlfriends had he's been cheated on once and he's just and what's the word i'm looking for just the trust isn't there for his current girlfriend and i'm just like Wait, so women want to be with this guy and he has trust issues like that? Like, ugh, I don't understand. And that's something that I realize that people, and as a relationship therapist, I see people and I see the baggage they bring from previous relationships into the relationships they're in now. And that's one of the worst things you can do is just assume that everyone will do what your ex did. And that just creates this self-fulfilling prophecy of like, oh, okay, well, you're going to cheat on me. And then constantly think someone is you're going to push them away so it's such a toxic thing to do and you have to like see everyone as a unique individual right like exactly every person's different i used to have this trust issue with dating because okay i can admit i had my a part where i used to be a 
staggered texter. I mean, if the girl's like matching me, that's fine. But there are times to where I would overload the texting. I and mean, I'm be- way better now nowadays. But and I'd always like get very nervous to hear that you're a really nice guy text because that's been happening, and that happened for a good few dates I've been on. And I always paid for the girl, so it's just like just personalities of a nurse narcissist almost let's say that mm-hmm. except i didn't light up the girl and it's just like okay am i gonna get this text or am i not but now that i'm carefree it hurts so much less because I'm not thinking about it and it's just like okay i like this girl if she likes me she'll want to continue seeing me if she doesn't oh well Life goes on. Yeah, and that's, um, I think that's a very mature and evolved way of looking at it because sometimes we just don't click with people. And if you can remove, I mean, a lot of the emotion from it and say, you know, maybe it's just not meant to be right now. Cool, go on your way and not spend that time kind of like going over it and being heard about it. It allows you to move on and go, okay, well, let's find something else that works better for me rather than just like being so insulted and so hurt that you don't move on right and i i can understand and i've never been cheated on um but my exes have been cheated on previously before i have and it's quite sad i mean not for them just the fact that these guys both my exes were awesome and i and i like them no one deserves to get cheated on like no i agree and they had their fair share of trust issues with me and soon enough, obviously they went away because they knew I don't cheat. I play with myself for a few minutes whenever I'm horny and boom, that's it. No cheating involved. (laughs) Hey, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Like, no, you shouldn't be. It's like a really cool thing that I actually like about myself. Like I've never been a cheater because well, me being with women all the time, friendly-wise, they don't like to get cheated on. That's just... And no one likes getting cheated on, but it's like... That's what I was going to say, is I don't think anybody likes getting cheated on. Yeah. And I think we got to find a episode on why people cheat. I, I feel like that could be a good episode. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Again, yep. as a relationship therapist... I have so many different insights into that. I could do a full podcast about why people cheat. And let's make it very simple. Men will often cheat because it's physical and women because it's emotional. And it's filling a need that's not presently met. So right, I'll just sum it up like that way. But there's something not going on that's not being met. And there could be, there are so many ways you can avoid cheating. Like it, I mean, break up. Yeah, break up. <laughs> like once you cheat on each other. Um, that like trust is like destroyed. Like, mm-hmm. all right. It's one thing if obviously you want to be a swinger, then be a swinger with someone like, Hey, for me, for my personality, I, I would like to be a swinger, but mm-hmm. Hey, you know, all right. Another episode idea. We're going to definitely talk about what a swinger would be like. Yeah. Yep. But so, Oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. I was like, so it's like, 
hey, you know, that's me. I'm kind of into the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And hopefully a girl sees that because I obviously I don't want to be a cheater, but I want to be like, okay, I want to open it up in the bedroom eventually. And hey, you know, it goes through down the road, but. And that's a great point is that, you know, monogamy is not for everyone. There's this societal idea that everyone should be monogamous and it just doesn't work for everyone. It puts a lot of pressure on relationships to assume that this one person can give you everything that you need physically, emotionally, mentally, everything. So I see a lot of couples who come in who luckily they haven't cheated, but they're getting to the point where they're like, something is not right. And we kind of work through that process of what that means to open up the relationship. Now on a personal level, I have friends who found out that my husband and I are swingers and we're so appalled, but the same couple routinely cheats on each other right like like crazy but they were so judgmental about our open relationship they just were so appalled that we would do something like that and I was like I even said to them I was like you guys cheat on each other all the time yeah like you have a problem with me telling my husband what I'm doing or him telling me what he's doing but who's really happier in the bedroom me or you boom exactly exactly (laughs) because they they both have an unmet need that they're not willing to communicate to the other person because it does take a lot of trust, which is what we're talking about, obviously, but it takes a lot of trust in someone. And when that trust is broken, um, a lot of people don't see any other option, but to cheat and trust, it comes in so many different forms. And I think the very basis of trust is open communication and not being judgmental. So a lot of people feel like their sexual desires, and their sexual needs are something that they should be ashamed of or embarrassed about because it's something that's not a part of regular dialogue. So what happens is this becomes so shameful, it becomes a secret and they keep it inside their head. And when they get into a relationship, you really want to put your best foot forward. You want people to really like you and you're like, wow, I don't want them to think I'm this like fucked up sex monster. Right. So I'm just going to keep this all to myself. And then there's those desires that aren't happening and it just you're starting a relationship with no positive sex communication. And that's a huge problem that I see with so many couples is they're not willing to say, Hey, this is what I want. And this is what I like because they're scared. It's going to drive the other person away. But really what it should happen is if it drives the other person away, that that's not your person. Yeah. Like it has to be like, does it really matter this much in the bedroom? And well, there's nothing wrong with exploring it, but it's like, okay, can this actually work? Because I want to try this sexual thing in the bedroom. Like, if you keep denying it to me, it's just going to make me want to do it more. But if Mm -hmm. we try it once, okay, what is the worst that could happen? So normally when I'm looking for women, I hope that they're 420 friendly because, you know, sex can be better when you're high. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, hey, hopefully... Like, they're open to just being bisexual um, or they're, okay, let me take that back. Um, Just more open, like, sexually in the bedroom if they want to try new things. Like, okay, there's obviously stuff that I won't do in the bedroom. Like, um, all right, there's just so many things. So give me, like, three things you will not do. What are your, like, your hard limits of, like, I won't discuss it. I won't talk about it. It won't happen. Um, I'll give you mine after you go. 
Okay. Unless you want me to go first. Oh, no, I'll go first. Um, so for me, it would be BDSM. I just don't like the pain that much, but, but unless she can send. But yeah, BDSM, like Fifty Shades of Grey, just a no for me. Then the one where it involves like the daddy or mommy kind of stuff, like, ugh, cringe, no. Then. A lot of that falls under the BDSM umbrella, though. A lot of the, like, the um, dominant submissive, the, um, like, power dynamic, if you will. Okay. All right. I see see that. And then another one is, shoot, I thought I had one, but I didn't. Well, okay, here's one I, I'm on the fence about, but the peeing fetish. Like, I saw it once, and I was just like, um, okay, um. Yeah, this isn't for me. Makes sense. You know, like, yeah, like obviously there's so many fetishes out there, but the peeing one is just like, ugh, nope, big no for me. And I think you bring up a good point that there are so many fetishes, and it's okay to not be into it, but be okay with someone else being into it. And I love that like non-judgmental idea of like, okay, it's not my thing. Cool. But, you know, good for everyone else who does enjoy this. I love how sex positive you are in that sense that that you're very clear about how it's not for you. Yep. I mean, when you're a nudist and you've been to a couple swing resorts, you know, like, okay, what do I like, what I don't like? And I've interacted with swingers and I just like the vibe I have from them. Very chill, easygoing. Mm-hmm. And... Well, hey, it's even better when they're nudists. So, hey, you're just a human like me, just like to explore. And that's totally cool. Yeah. And But one thing's for sure, I like being a voyeur. I mean, if it's the vibes there where a couple would like me to watch or a couple watching me, like, okay, fine. But, yeah, I just like that part of like being a voyeur where it's just like you know what we all are voyeurs i mean that's a fetish in itself um oh what you said oh i said that i mean so voyeurism is a fetish in itself but i would disagree with that not everyone are voyeurs because not everyone likes pornography i meet a lot of people who are very sex positive who don't enjoy it and it's um it's a very interesting dynamic because there's this pervasive idea that pornography is the basis of all sex and it's very attractive. And there's a lot of people who find it very unattractive, but voyeurism is a huge part of it. We like a lot of people enjoy watching other people have sex and get fulfillment. And sometimes it's with their partners. Sometimes it's with strangers. There's different levels of it. All right. So touche. I know. <laughs> oh, no, Just I my see, expert I got opinion. <laughs> Oh, no, it's all good. So, but then also I wanted to talk about this other couple that had no trust and I knew was the end of their relationship where, okay, I'm just to protect the identity of this person. I'm just going to say it was Jim and Pam, Jim and Pam, and I met them in Boston. So I was, I was in Boston just to visit and explore and the boyfriend I, so when you have a friend who has a boyfriend for a long time or a friend who has or, yeah a friend who has a boyfriend for a long time you 
have conversations flowing with the boyfriend because, well, the Pam I'm pretty close with because I've known her for some time. And the boyfriend, like, had, like, zero trust in her. He didn't go into great detail of what she did, but it was like, okay, she's moving out and she has a burner phone and I don't have any trust in her because she did something really shitty to me. And obviously I didn't want to know what it was, but I was just like, um, it was to the far, it was that at that point where she was moving out, she was making calls to other apartments to get out. So something was really off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he was like trying to ask me to how to get her back. And I was like, um, if you're, if your trust is that little, there's really nothing I can do. And obviously it's not my relationship, not my responsibility, but all I can do is help and be like, what I would do would be like, well, if your trust is like at zero for this person, you're not in love anymore. Like, you don't I would, love this I would argue that. I think that you can still love someone and be in love with them and feel also betrayed. It's almost like love and feeling love for that person is what makes it so painful. So there are a lot of pe- there's obviously two kinds of people. There's the ones who are like, okay, you know what? I we can rebuild this after the trust is broken. And there's the people who it's a one and done. Like they don't once it's gone, it's gone. And I think the very foundation of all that though, is love. It's if you love that person enough, then you will, you may keep working at it. I'm not saying that's a prerequisite, but I'm saying that, and sometimes you love yourself enough to say, no, I won't allow this to happen again. Right. And when I met the couple for the dinner, um, and this was like after the dinner with the conversation with the guy, into the ex well yes current ex and the tension for the dinner was when i got to meet him was just you can the tension was so thick you can cut it with a knife that's Mm. how awkward it was and you could just like both of them were like texting me um while i went to the bathroom like i'm really and they're just no no one of them was texting me like um, I'm really sorry for this attitude thing between us. And I just played it cool because, well, you have a couple fighting in front of you and you're a third wheel. Really not much you can do except like, um, okay, um, this is fun, <laughs> but can't put it to me this way. Love doesn't work when one is trying. Yes. Just as you said. So it, yeah. So did they end up staying together or did they end oh, up no. splitting up? Okay. Oh, so they, they ended up splitting up. And nonetheless. So do you have friends within your like friend circle that like one person cheated and then they ended up staying together? Or do you feel like most people, because you kind of bring a younger perspective. I obviously being married and dating, I have a very different perspective and I see a lot more couples like psychologically than, than I see just in a friend circle. So given people your age is it is cheating forgivable that like once it's done it's done well how does your generation see it let's see for well not that i let's see well now that i'm not really 
I'm talking to less people like every day because well everyone has different lives and all uh i just say i've been seeing less cheating but i've seen my fair share amount in college where i've had like okay this guy was seeing a girl like seriously then he would have a different girl in the bedroom and okay so i've i've seen Obviously, I didn't have a girlfriend throughout college or high school, so I didn't know anything. I was just finding my, I was just being me. Mm -hmm. But then they would just feel guilty about it after. Be like, oh, I don't know why I cheated. I'd be like, well, you're seeing a girl who is actually pretty cute. I wish I could be dating her, but you ruined the chance by being with someone else. So, that's not my problem. I'm sorry. And then they would feel guilty about it. Be like, well, that's what you get when you cheat on someone. You feel pretty guilty. And I was just like, I I never understood the whole cheating scenario. And not the scenario, just the cheating itself. And I was just like, one thing's for sure. If I'm ever in a relationship, I'm always going to talk it out with my partner. Like if something's wrong or anything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really interesting that I see, and I've been seeing a lot more of lately. I, I don't know if it has to do with like COVID ending. I think it's getting back to normal. But people in polyamorous relationships cheating. Really? And it's interesting because it's like cheating on different levels. So, um, and I just wrote a blog post about this for my blog on Medium. But I'll just kind of recap the important points. People think that if you have an open relationship or if you have a polyamorous relationship that you can't cheat. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. It almost makes it like worse to cheat because you have like I have a boyfriend and I have a husband. And um, if I have a conversation or like end up having sex with someone outside of that, then it is cheating, even though it's an open, open-ish relationship. Right. Uh, but I still see people like having these emotional kind of affairs where it's like they'll text and it may not go anywhere, but that's still a violation of trust. Exactly. Or I see people who are in polyamorous relationships having sex outside of their little polycule and it breaks a lot of trust. And then I end up seeing all three of them or all four, like whatever the dynamic is. And it's really hard. And most of the times, especially in that, it doesn't end up working with that other partner. Exactly. Um, and it's hard because because um, you build this really close connection with someone. So it's, um, and that's one of the things I love about my job is helping people who are in polyamorous relationships kind of navigate the waters of that. But um, it's not immune. It's definitely not immune to cheating. Uh, right. Like um, if there's one thing for being in a poly relationship like, it's fine if your partner and your partner has to prove of, hey, do I get the vibe with this person that'll make you happy or not? Like, but mm -hmm. if you're going behind their back, and obviously, yeah, exactly as you put it, that ruins the whole point. Yeah. And then you're ruining it with two people instead of just one person, um, which is, I was telling my boyfriend was that, like, we had known each other for a while. We were all friends. He was friends with my husband before. Like we were all in like this social group. So it was very interesting that like to like start a relationship with him. But I, I was 
joking with him. I was like, God, I feel like once like we became serious and kind of like closed off these outside things, every guy from my past was like, Hey, what are you doing? Hit me up. We want to go to dinner. You want to grab drinks? And I was like, where the fuck were these guys like two months ago when I was bored at home on a Thursday night? And now like they're coming out of the woodwork and I'm like, there's so many options, but I don't want to cheat. I don't, I mean, I like what I have with him and I don't want to mess that up. And right. I, yeah, it's, I don't want to violate that trust. Oh, and that was the thing is that this, this one guy hit me up and he was like, Oh, Hey, do you want to go for dinner and drinks and whatever else? And I was like, Oh, I have a boyfriend. He was like, yeah, but you have a husband too. And I was like, well, the boyfriend thing's a little more serious. (laughs) Right. And it was hard to explain, but it was, um, this guy just had this idea of like, Oh, well, you're already seeing other people who cares, but it does matter. Yeah. So there's that big difference between being a, an actual swinger sexually versus being a poly in a poly relationship. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We got a big difference. And I feel like we need to have an entire episode on consensual non-monogamy because it's exactly so many things, so many different aspects of it. We started as swingers and then became poly later. Not by, not that we were looking for that, but my husband, I around the same time within this friend group found, two different people we really liked and we connected with and we wanted to um, like just become more exclusive with. Oh, I like that. And um, yes, I like it because you're having a good vibe. They turn you on a good way and you know, you just want to keep that alive and you have to tell your partner, Hey, I like this person for an XX reason and be truthful, you know, when you're talking because you don't want to shame that person and being like, oh, you don't satisfy me in this and this way. But I can understand from your perspective, like, why you don't like doing this or that. Like, family, talk it out. Yeah. Talk it out. And, hey, good things can happen. But no, I, I like it how you talk things out with your husband. Then be like, okay, I do actually want to try and actually have a serious boyfriend and yeah that's what i like about your situation and i think it helped that he so the two of boyfriend and husband are friends like they will text each other not even about me as soon not to be shared for the podcast but as soon as um as soon as we're off i'll send you a text i have a picture of the two of them like just like hanging out last weekend and it was the cutest thing i've ever seen they were just like I don't even know what they were doing, but it was like the cutest picture. And it was so cool. I was like, Oh my God, my two favorite guys. How freaking cool is that? But it definitely helps that they knew each other. And I even told boyfriend ahead of time, I was like, listen, if we're going to work, you have to like my husband. And he was like, well done. I like him anyways. I liked it before this. So cool. And the same with my husband's girlfriend. I really like her. I like her as a person. I like her not because she's with him. I don't feel obligated to like her. I liked her before she and I were friends before they got together. And I think that's definitely what helped our relationship to move more from like the swinging to more poly is because we both saw it evolving within our friend group. Like my husband saw like my relationship with not boyfriend at the time, obviously, but this guy like developing and becoming um, more serious. So whenever um, I kind of like told my husband, I was like, I think I love him. And he was like, yeah, I know. I know it was like, it wasn't a surprise, but it was really nice to be able to, um, to be that open about things because in our marriage, 
we haven't always been, we've always, I mean, communication for the first, I'd say 10 years was a huge thing because I didn't have that trust that it was my safe place to be myself because I've never believed in monogamy. Um, my husband was a monogamist. He believed in it until I turned his life upside down. And, oh, um, and that's one of the things, one of the questions a lot of people ask is, oh, well, whose idea was it? I bet it was his idea. I was like, that was my idea. Like, this was my idea. He was not on board with it at first. And like, obviously he, he did. I didn't push him to be on board with it, but it's really helped establish trust in our relationship. Because if you can talk about sex with another person or a relationship with another person, you can talk about literally anything. And we had a good relationship going into it. And I don't want to say that we didn't, but it's definitely made our relationship closer. And there's definitely more trust where I feel like I can be myself. And that's a really good feeling. I like it when after you've had sex with someone, you can just pretty much talk to them about anything because. Oh my you, God. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're just vulnerable and relaxed. And I was in a situation one time. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> yes. Well, we wanted both. She wanted kids and I didn't want kids, but we just liked vibing with each other. And Hey, it was fine. We're all right. It's a little off topic here, but I want to, with it anyways but do it yeah go for it sure podcast so, you can do whatever the fuck you want through that and so we always just liked communicating with each other we were chill with each other each other like we cuddled with each other and that was fine like we felt perfect for each other and like we just trusted each other for whatever we did in the bedroom of course there's nothing too freaky but hey you know it was fine we we liked hanging out with each other because we just didn't want to get lonely from each because, well, you know, you're single, you're horny, you're not having sex. It can get lonely at times. And Mm -hmm. so we just filled that void for a bit with each other. Oh, and by the way, a bit ago we met on Tinder. So we, we were just at the, the stage recently where we just wanted to have a good time with each other, but we had an abrupt ending because she told me she loved me and she couldn't really fight her feelings to be like, all right. Um, this is when I was high, by the way. So I just was more in shock <laughs> than anything. And I was like, all right, I love you too. And then like we made, we were starting to make plans for this weekend. Oh, this is where she kind of disobeyed my trust. And I was just like, all right, so she disobeyed my trust because I was like, oh, Saturday, let's just have a worry-free night. Let's be high, Uber to and from the silent disco, and just have a carefree night. She said, sure. Then three hours later, she was like, oh, full disclosure, I have a date on Saturday so I can meet you after. But I'd be, be like, well, I would be going to bed run, once I get home from the rave. But why would you have a date, like, before we go have a good time? Yeah. And, but, but, she, she, but then she was like, oh, I want to do, like, an open relationship. And I, in weird terms, she wanted an open relationship. She, like, I threw this at me. I don't love the way she did it, though. And for me, it was a little bit of a shock. because like, oh, I really want to have this fun weekend with you. Mm-hmm. and Airman D before um okay but 
So basically, she is wishy-washy at times. So she had three options. She either could have gone to Rochester, a little getaway trip for Buffalonians, um, gone on the date and then seen me after the rave or gone to the rave with me. And I was just very not trustful with her because how flaky she was being. So mm-hmm. I was, I, what's a good way to put this? I was just all surprised by the whole situation. A few hours later, she would just wishy-washy me. And then for some weird reason, she blocked me because I wanted to get some explanation. I would have agreed to this if we just talked about it. Mm-hmm. But the fact she threw it at me like pretty fast. I mean, well, in the end, it wasn't going to matter that much because, well, like I said before, she wanted kids. I didn't want kids. So obviously it wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And, but I just wanted to like tell her like, Hey, if we talked about it, I would have been fine with it. But she blocked me for some weird unknown reason. And while before she blocked me, she was like, Oh, forget about what I said. Forget that. I love you. Um, Ew. forget about me. And then she blocked me. I was like, um, okay. <laughs> That's super odd. Yes. Like, it just sucked when she kind of, my trust just wasn't that much. There mm-hmm. wasn't much trust for me anymore. But I was like, okay, um, we can talk about this. But then she took back her feelings immediately and be like, oh, forget about what I said. Um, forget about me. Right. What, yeah, what that's okay. So let's thing. let's unpack this because there is something that is bugging me to the core, and I just have to get it out there. I hate how she did it. I don't. I mean, if you want to have an open relationship, that's fine. You don't go into it going, "Oh, by the way, I'm going out tonight, and we're going to have an open relationship." It's something that you establish beforehand. Right. It was very self-serving um, of her, and I absolute hate how selfish it was that she did that. Yes. Like, um, I would have been totally open for this open relationship because, Hey, we both wanted to see each other and have fun, but she threw it at me too fast. And I got a little unhappy. I mean, obviously I didn't yell at her or scream at her. I was just, you know, you're telling me that you love me. That's a really big step. And I was totally cool with actually be loving her but but then she just like twisted it around and I was just like okay um can we talk about this and I was totally on board with it but hey you know maybe someday she'll cool down then come talk to me obviously I'm not going to do what they do in the movies and go to apartment because that that's how you can get a restraining order. <laughs> so, but I mean, but given that she, I don't know. I just feel like I mean, maybe she has changed since all this happened. But that's hard. It's oh, re- I mean, it's just, ugh, yeah. Oh, this happened on Friday night when I was just about to go out with my friends. Oh gosh. And it was just like happening weirdly when I was hanging out with my friends. She was being wishy-washy, so like. And she did it at times where 
either we could hang out or not. And I was okay with it because, you know, I'm carefree. Mm-hmm. But it was just to that point, be like, okay, I actually got excited that you were coming. I started cleaning up my apartment. And sometimes I'm a bit of a mess, but once every week I clean it up. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of like dumped this open relationship on me without even consulting with me first to be like, well, with me being an exhibitionist and hopefully a swinger, I'm, I would have been fine with it, but just, it, it was very interesting and to a, a situation ship, but it was I just a bad her... time to have that conversation. Right. And so she blocked me, obviously. I'm not going <laughs> to go to her place. Um, I'm not going to think about it. Hey, if she wants to come and apologize, like, talk with me about it, I can't enforce her to apologize or anything. But we had a really good vibe where we just felt good with each other. That's where, that's really what drove us to come back to each other because we had a really good connection. But now I really don't trust her that much because I mean, maybe if we talked it out, I, there would be definitely trust there, like a good solid trust, but it was just like, okay, you're playing it day by day, but if you say you love me, mean it, don't take it back like three hours later and then block me. I'm just like, okay. Um, that's weird. Yeah. But that uh, was very weird. Yep. And it, just the dating life of Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, hey, I'm single, so I really don't have any rules of anyone who I belong to. But I would have been fine with this open relationship if we actually talked about it. You know? Yeah. So, and that's the key to it is you don't wait until you're presented with this opportunity to see somebody else to have that conversation. It's something that has to be done ahead of time. Right. Okay. So, um, all right, I'll do, let's do this ad and we'll close out this episode. So, okay. Okay. So if you made it this far, thanks for listening. And today's <laughs> episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. So with anything, you go to a sex store you want to get some all right obviously you don't want to go to a sex store because most of the time they have no windows and they're just (laughs) creepy to go into and so you want to spice up the mood for yourself or with your mate head on to adamandeve.com so we have a special coupon code where you buy one item you get 150 percent off with offer code L-T-Y-H, that's listen to your heart in acronyms. And Carla, you love free stuff when to get shit rolling in the oh, bedroom. Um, I love free shit anyways, but I love, I love. Okay, because, and the good thing about Adam and Eve, there's all kinds of toys, lingerie, guides to make the bedroom experience more better. So recently I had like a blowjob simulator a masturbator and obviously it ripped on me but then I got a new toy and it's still making my masturbation experience so much better 
One thing's for sure. I know I don't need to use Jill that much. Nice. I love Adam and Eve. I highly recommend anybody buying from there because they always throw in so much cool stuff and their prices are amazing and they're great. They're great. (laughs) Plus you get discreet shipping. So, Oh yeah. That's another thing I love about it because I don't want my neighbors or my kids knowing what kind of cool shit I'm getting in the mail. (laughs) True true (laughs) that. So head on over to adameve.com for coupon code LTYH and buy one item, get one fifty percent off plus a few additional gifts. Yes. Oh, sorry, I kept um <laughs> before I close out this episode, you know, we have to have an episode where we talk about Love is Blind. Yes, we do. A new season came out. I love that action. So just to let our listeners know, we're definitely gonna have an episode on Love is Blind because it's just a really interesting experiment. <laughs> I can't get a rough on this. But thank you listeners for listening to today's episode. This is Pat and Carla signing off. Bye. Bye.